This is the Brews and Bourbon Podcast, beer and whiskey reviews by average consumers. <clears throat> New day, what's up everybody? My name is Ashi. What's up? My that... name is not Ashi. He, he, I guess my name's Willie. He's not as cool as me. Nope. W-I. He wishes he was cool as me. But new week, new beers, new facts. This new beer this week actually is pretty interesting to me because uh, I was looking into it a little bit. Yeah. And there's a, that's a cool little uh, tidbit about it that's pretty cool. Yeah. Fucking so, uh it kind of makes it really uh, interesting. What kind of beer is it? Uh, what What's the name? What are we What are we doing? The beer is Bex. Bex beer. Bex. Which it just says Bex beer on the can. It's Bex Brewery, and it's a. Uh, it's Bex Brewery, and it's a uh, Pilsner beer. All right. I always thought it was a lager. Okay. But it's a German beer. It's a German style beer. Oh, okay. All right. So. Makes sense. Um. Yeah. I I've had Bex before. I actually never. I actually never have. You've I've never had a Bex? I've never had a Bex. I've seen it before. I was like, eh, it's just a basic lot. Because it's always like right next to like, I don't know, what, like Rolling Rock and PBR. So I'm like, I. I've s- actually never seen it next to that. Really? That's actually where I found it today. It's always like in that same general area, I feel. The PBR. It's like not quite the ice beers, but not quite like Corona. I always Corona see it like Bello, next to Heineken. Like, really? That's where I see it. When I when I'm looking for, I guess it. I guess that makes sense. Cause but I don't know because they're both uh, on that side of the world, you know. So, well, technically they're not, but that's kind of what. Yeah, yeah. What we're getting into. You're getting uh, into it, huh? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> they were established in uh, 1873, so basically it was a. Um, a lot of people think like the Beck's name was like. Somebody like fancy or somebody, uh, somebody that was like originator or something like that. The guy was named Luder Rutenberg, uh, and he didn't know a lot about beer, so he hired a team. And the guy that he hired to be the boss was Heinrich Beck, and he liked that guy's name better. So since he liked that name better, he just decided to name his brewery that. So, I I mean it, the Rutenberg guy, which that was his last name, Luder Luder or Loiter. The U with the two dots that makes a U sound. So Luter. You're you're the one that has a German I, influence. I have no German influence. Oh, <laughs> but Luter Rutenberg. Sounds um, right. He's just he was just an architect that liked beer and probably had a shit ton of money. I was like, I'm gonna open a brewery, and he lived in Bremen. Uh, I don't know if, I mean, that's known to be a higher class area, but. The dude, I guess, had to have some money if he's just gonna decide to open a brewery, and it's not—it's not like super old either. Eighteen seventy-three, it—it's old. It's a long time ago, but it's not what a, a lot of other beers are. Like a lot of the older, it was open around the same time as like Heineken or Coors, um, but like Stella and stuff like that have been around longer. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the recipe has never changed. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, explain a little bit about this because um, it's it's kind of confusing. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of actually information on the the front of this can. Um, yeah. If you guys have, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen this bottle. It's a green bottle. Um, 
it's, it has a white lettering with a black like trim piece behind it. Um, it has a red ring with the key on it. Which do you know anything about the key or it's just? Yeah, I literally I couldn't find anything on the key. And that's what you use to take a few bump skis off while you're so. drinking this beer. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> this is actually the, one of the few beers uh, that actually has a non-alcoholic. This and Heineken now. Heineken has a non-alcoholic. And I know uh, all the old duels, and uh, there's something else that has. There's a. It's probably another Amheiser though product that yeah. I'm thinking of. Which, technically, this is made in conjunction with the Anheuser products. It was made in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, so it's but it it and it's so it's it's kind of weird. So so it's it's technically not an import anymore. Is what you're telling me that this is the whole lawsuit that you were talking about? Yeah. So basically, they it's it's the same. It was the same German family owned it, which they didn't have the last name Becks. So there was just some random German family probably didn't even have the Rutenberg name anymore. But until 2001, and then they sold out to like a big Belgian brewery. Uh, and then that Belgian brewery sold it to Ambev, uh, which works in conjunction with Anheuser Busch. So Anheuser Busch in America basically started making the beer in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. But it still said Bremen, Germany on the bottom. So there's actually one guy. There was one dude that started the lawsuit, and a bunch of people we just jumped, jumped on, on it. it. Yeah, and so how much money did this guy get? Do you know? Uh, I don't know if it was ever disclosed. Um, how much money he see, made? See. Yeah, because I'm I'm just looking at this bottle and it it says uh, it says uh, okay, I got Bremen it. 1874, and then it says Philadelphia 1875. Do you know have any information on Philadelphia? No, I mean it doesn't say anything and then, about Philadelphia. <laughs> underneath that, it says product of USA in bold letters, and then it says St. Louis, Missouri, one pint. So, it's and it says originated in Bremen, Germany. So there's like uh, a few locations on this <laughs> front of this can. It, it's, it's made from everywhere. I think Germany. I, f- I feel they made it more confusing. Yeah, it's it's quite confusing at this point because well, where does the Philadelphia come into play? Yeah, and literally I can't find anything on it that says Philadelphia. I just find the St. Louis, um, the the Belgian brewery, and then Anheuser Busch. That's the only steps he gives me. Um, the only thing I can think of is maybe uh, Anheuser Busch started it in Philadelphia in not even 1874, but 1876 is what it says. Uh, but I don't know, man. It's a weird can. Uh, I did find out how much they settled the lawsuit for. Uh, Anheuser Busch, they settled for twenty million dollars, and actually in. Did it go to one person? Was like a no, whole no. like village. So in 2015, uh, you could uh, basically I don't know if you had to write a letter or submit a claim form or something, but you can get up to fifty dollars per household with proof of purchase that you, with proof that you purchased Becks with the old like logo and can, um, and they'd give you fifty dollars per household. Damn, yeah. I, I wasn't old enough to drink back then. No, well, 2015. Mm, I might have been. The yeah, lawsuit started in 2013, but okay. uh, 2015 is when they settled. Yeah, I was old enough. You were old enough? Have, but I don't think I ever probably, purchased you probably didn't have Bex. Yeah. Fuck, can I still get 50 bucks, though? <laughs> I don't think so. Fuck. I uh, lost yeah, out. It's actually unknown how many claims were filed before the period. I mean, I, I don't think it was that well known, though, right? No, I mean, it was fairly newer. 
it, and it didn't get into America until, well, it had been in America, but Anheuser Busch didn't start making it here till two thousand and four. Mm. So I'm assuming that until Anheuser Busch started making it was when it became more. Yeah, like, I mean, it says Philadelphia, and I, I googled this. There's a Philadelphia, Germany. Hmm. That's probably it, what it is. <laughs> is it close to Bremen? It's thirty miles east of Berlin, and it's a poor little farm village. I mean, um, it, I have no idea. It I mean, it doesn't even confusing. say this guy was yeah, from, I mean, was who, from there. It says he's from the German city of. I mean, Bremen. does it? I mean, at this point, does it even matter where all this fucking crazy fucking no, games they played confusing. with? Can we just? Uh, I know what you know. Uh, fuck all this. I know how to fucking solve the issue here. <laughs> Open it. Well, that's the thing. Now, now there's like a. I guess like a mystery or something of they they're still making this beer in Bremen but it it still follows the same formula. And so so I guess the question is is that one better than this one? Is the German water better than St. Louis water? I mean, I've never been to Germany. I've actually never been um outside of uh, North America. Now nah, that's a lot ahead, man. Poured it wrong. Um it is. Uh, it's pretty yellow, actually. Now that I see it from it's, here, it's really yellow, actually. Um, bubbly, of course. Uh, I've never been outside of what I was saying out of North America, but I have been to Mexico, and um, you can taste the difference in in the beer, and I think it comes down to the water that they use, because of course, you know, I don't know the filtration system or what regulations they have in Mexico to produce beer, or what water they can use, but I think that it always comes down to the water that was used. Cause I mean you can have the same recipe, right? But yeah. it comes down to water, right? Yeah, it's I guess that's what it is. Water, well, the water is gonna be a lot different. And St. Louis probably has some shitty water. Uh, from what I remember of when I was there, uh, a couple of days in St. Louis, it was a shithole. And uh, the river that runs through there is <laughs> <it's> dirty. <laughs> It's, it's, it's about as black you, as your backpack there. <laughs> it's not somewhere you would want to get no, some water. I'm definitely not fishing in that river. Might come up with some weird animals out of there. Um, I tasted this beer. Uh, oh, and there's one more uh, year you miss at the bottom. Brewed according to the German purity law of 1516. Yeah, man, that's a that's the law we spoke about when we were doing that uh, Oktoberfest beer. Yep. So the Paul, it's, what it's, was it called? The Paul, the Saint Pauli girl. No, no, no. I don't no. think we did that. We did the no, Hackershore. Was the wasn't it Paul Hackershore? What, what was his name? The Hacker Shore. Hacker Shore. Hacker Shore. Shore. P S C H O R R. Yeah. But uh, this 1516, the purity Paul? law. I don't know. It's the St. Pauli girl, I think. It's also German. Unless there's a, unless your boyfriend's name is Paul. That's probably what it is. You're missing him? You Miss you, Paul. Up. We can pause this, this podcast so you can call him. Nah. Sure? Our calls are lengthy. <laughs> <laughs> I might forget what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, he, he has to hang up first. <laughs> no, you hang up. <laughs> well, the German purity law basically just says it has to be made of hops, malt, barley, and water. So I guess. I guess you, a lot of have, a lot of companies follow that law. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> most of them. Um, but hops, malt, and barley. If you got if they import all that, then the, the only factor. That would now that I think about beer, it, would be the water. You said it was in 2015. Yeah, I definitely need to get fifty dollars. Why? 
because I, I, I started uh, drinking Beck's around that time now that I'm I'm thinking back on it because around that time they released a beer that I really enjoyed and um, for some reason I guess they pulled the plug on it and now they don't make it but it was uh, Beck Sapphire it was when the whole like uh, Bud Light released that Platinum and then they released that Black Crown Budweiser which is pretty much just uh, higher alcohol like 6% or 8% I don't remember what it was but I guess Beck's tried to do the same thing at, with a 6% beer. That's what they market it as, you know, a 6% beer. But really what it was is they made a beer with different hops than the original Beck's. And I really liked it. It was really, really good. I wonder if that's a, if that's a, that's, that can also said Germany. I have no idea. But it was around that time. It had to have been like 2015, 2014. Damn, that's interesting. Too bad your filing period ended. So yeah. You're oh, shit out of luck. What? I'm just now finding out about it. <laughs> I'm going to open up my own lawsuit. Yeah, open up your own, man. Well, I, it's kind of crazy because it's, I, I don't know, like I guess 2015, it was a different time. So like most lawsuits that people hear of now, like they find out through social media. Social media was different back then. Yeah, it was yeah. like, what, four four years ago, five years ago? Yeah, um, it was Definitely a little bit different. I feel like I'm getting all my news through social media now. I mean, I don't really yeah, watch TV at all. I try to avoid all. it, but... Most of the news I mean, most news is bullshit. You know, I try to stay away from politics. I try to stay away from you know your daily news of you know. Yeah, just form your own opinion. Yeah, and just try you, to just have. try to stay away from it. I mean, it usually doesn't have any impact on your life for the most part. So at least yeah. that's what I feel. Unless it's something um, that's a a storm in your area. Yeah, that's think? that's really the only time I'm watching the news like locally. We've gotten uh, to the point where the weather is the best part of the news. Yeah, and I don't know, but. Everybody here in Tampa, we're we're kind of cocky when it comes to storms. Like, <laughs> I laugh at them yeah. at this point. Is that a hurricane? Huh. Nah, who Fuck cares? That. You know, I I kind of look forward to the days off of work. Irma, who? Yeah, everybody gets together. You know, if there, you know, you you have that pending danger out there, but you, you know, you're all together. You know, in a house, just kind of eating, snacking, drinking. Just hanging out. Yeah, trying to get rid of the propane. But at the same time, there's like that that man. There, there might be an apocalypse tomorrow. After this storm comes around, and I'm going to have to, you know. But when it doesn't come, you're like, fuck, I got six propane tanks. Yeah, I know. We're going to be grilling out for months now. Months. I got fucking 800 cases of water because that's what people do around here when the fucking yeah. storms come. <laughs> they <Damn>. fucking, <laughs> they like that meme, water. they live off of uh, Mountain Dew for fucking all year. But when a storm comes around, they load up with 800 cases of water because I guess once a storm comes, they're going to change up and start drinking water instead of Mountain Dew. I mean, as far as this beer, to be honest, this beer is basically water. <laughs> I feel like it's. I feel like this beer is a German Bud Light. To be honest, that's what it tastes like to me. Similar in color, similar in taste. It almost tastes like but, nothing. But it has that. It has the Heineken taste. That little Heineken aftertaste. I don't like know. Like a bitter aftertaste instead of a crisp aftertaste. You don't. You, you got like that towards the end. It's uh, Heineken is kind of sour to me. But no, like right after. Towards the end, you you have to taste Heineken in this. Do you taste it? No, I taste it. I don't. I don't at all. Heineken is sour, a lot more sour than this. And this tastes more like Heineken light to me. At the end, at the end, you get that Heineken taste. You have to. You think that has to do with the, with the German uh, what's the it German laws? The German. But, but Heineken laws? isn't German. No, it's not. It's from Holland. But maybe they use it's the similar. same. Maybe use the same type of hops or barley or something. Probably the water's from maybe it's the same river. 
<laughs> river runs through both. Yeah, I have no idea, but um, anything's better than that St. Louis River, then, huh? Yeah, St. Louis is a shithole. <laughs> Shout out to everybody or no one that listens to us from out there. Yeah, they probably what a heard, they probably heard our last our last podcast where you were fucking shit talking. I Louis. think that was the first episode. <laughs> probably, yeah, I think it was. <laughs> uh, who gives the a first fuck? or the second? And you were like, ah, oh, St. Louis is a shithole. Oh well, they were like, the uh, they were like, who the hell are these guys fucking talking about my city? But I, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not really digging this. To be honest, it's like. But to be honest with you, I really wish we can go back in time and you have uh, some of that back sapphire. It was actually really delicious, and it was right before I want to say that that huge craze we had with uh, craft beers. It was right before that time where you know. Um, the big breweries were still dominating all types of beer. It was right before then. They released it. It was perfect timing. I actually enjoyed it. I used to drink it a lot. Um, I got my father-in-law stuck on it for a little bit, and we would drink it. That, that would be our beer for there for maybe like a month or two. Like every weekend we'll drink, you know, Beck Sapphire. Okay. Google it. It's, it was a cool bottle. It was a black bottle. It was a badass. And it tasted really good in my opinion. Yeah. But who knows? 6%. I guess it's more. This one's five percent. I don't know. If we talked about that already. It's yeah, it's five percent. I mean, to be honest, man, this is one percent makes a big difference though when it comes to alcohol. Oh yeah, it does. Especially when you're twelve deep. <laughs> yeah, I, that's true. That is true. But I mean, for all intents and purposes, this to me is German Bud Light. It does taste different, but I guess if you're, if you think about the totality of what makes a beer, a beer like this. Is it's it's just you know it's what? just something you grab. You, you know, know what? It's something like now that we're talking certain people get now, stuck on. Now that we're talking about like German light beer, this is I mean, in my opinion, it is pretty solid beer. You think so? You would reach for this at before Bud Light? Fuck yeah. Yeah, I probably would too. But I might reach for this before I reach for most light beers that are coming out of Amheiser Bush or like Well yeah, most light beers, but I as might far reach as, as far as German beers, uh, no. You know what? Now, now that we're talking about that, and that's what I was trying to get to, I don't recall ever having a German beer that I liked because I don't recall having any German beer. Really? I mean, German. Besides German? the Oktoberfest we had, like, what most, German beer have you Hefe, had? Most Hefeweizen beers are German. Oh, I've had a few Hefeweizen beers. And then you, any beer that's a Marzen beer, which is basically like a light. It's a Marzen beer is like a. It's called Marzen because it's March. Yeah, brewed in March. That's what October Oktoberfest. Yeah, but so those are gonna be anything. That's but a name, Marzen name, beer, a, name a German not. beer company besides the one we've had. <laughs> exactly. I think I think we gotta explore German beers. I mean, breweries out of German Germany. No, this isn't a brewery out of Germany. Uh, German style beers. It's no, not even close to anything. I would. There's uh, so many. I have more, a feeling that you. So many more Heffel. I have. A, I have a feeling us. that you don't know much about German beers. We we gotta explore that more. Yeah, I mean, I would love to get into breweries that are actually from Germany. Yeah, I mean, see, there, I've, I've I actually saw a few kegs. Remember, we were at a uh, total wine. We saw a few. Or something? Yeah, I have. I have. We gotta some. try a few of those. I, I've never tried them. I mean, the only beer I've had a, a Heffelweizen out of them, uh, that was actual German beer, and the. Uh, the Oktoberfest we had on this podcast. Yeah. But besides that, I don't recall trying any German beer. And they're very well known for that. So maybe if I explore them a little better, I might end up finding something that I like. Yeah, and I mean, I have actually like a three-pack that uh, somebody brought to me from uh, 
from Oktoberfest this year. It's three different types of uh, beer. I think it's the same brewery, but it's three different styles of beer, and they're all from a German, um, a German brewery. Oh, well, thanks can't for sharing the name. I haven't opened them. I appreciate it. I haven't opened them, but hey, who knows? Maybe we'll do all three in a podcast one day. Oh, we can. We could split them. Yeah, just maybe we'll just drink all three. They're pretty big bottles too. They're not like a twelve ounce bottles. Oh, they're they're, they're decent size. I don't know that they're bombers because they're. I don't know how much they have in them actually. To be honest, they're not. Oh, that so we big. can split a beer. Yeah, we'd definitely be able to split one. Sounds good. Beers. I think that's what we we should do. Maybe we can do beer, all German maybe, beer showdown. Yeah, man, we can do all three in one and not do a whiskey that that time. Yeah, or well, something like that. Well, speaking of whiskey, the one that we have actually, I'm just cracking open. Yeah, man, go ahead and uncrack what I have here on. It's actually a brand new bottle. I know, man. I was uh, I was kind of depressed right now. I was in the bar, in my bar here at my house, and I was going through the. Uh, it's the last one of these, right? No, there's another one that still isn't un. That's uh unopened, but I went to the one that we always drink out of, and uh I think you were here last week or the week before, and uh I think you cracked into the bottle that was already open because there's a few drops in it there, bud. Yeah. And I have a feeling it was you that that did the damage to that bottle. Probably. I really like this. Yeah. Well, this whiskey is actually <laughs> Eagle Rare. Just go ahead and enjoy it. I I yeah. could have sworn I saw you put it in some fucking uh I think Coke I'm- Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, I think I was making old fashions that day that I was drinking this. Well, thanks for finishing it, bud. No problem, man. It made me sad well, listen, because listen, I've, listen, I've had listen. a hard time fucking finding this now, and for a long time this was my favorite bourbon. Nothing could top this. Yeah, I I think me too, but that might have been just because of how early on we tried this. I feel no personally, but listen to this. This, this should make you a little. Bit Matter of fact, I want to say I've, I probably haven't had this in about six or six to eight months. I haven't had this in like two weeks. You fucking yeah, bastard. probably two weeks. <laughs> Here, listen, listen to this quirk. Are you ready? Ah, uh, that was unimpressive. No, it wasn't. It was pretty unimpressive. But the juice is what matters. Fuck the cork. The juice is definitely what matters. The juice matters. Yeah, let me the get most. the uh, let me get the cups for you. Grab me those glasses. I'll tell you what. This smells delicious. This smells like. So while you're going to go... Sweet, sweet heaven. Yeah, while you go ahead and uh, pour that drink for you, I'm going to give you a little bit of history of Eagle Rare. Give you a little bit of facts. Go for uh, it, man. Of course, it's uh, Eagle Rare Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Um, of course, everybody knows this is coming out of the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Um, that's who owns them currently. It's actually... Uh, for some reason, it doesn't promote its age, age statement as well as other bottles do on the front of it. Um, the bottle is... It's pretty pretty badass. Um, eagle rare in the front, huge, nice bald eagle. It is it is ten years. Though. It, it's it is ten years. I know it says it in the back, but it Just, doesn't promote it as much as you would think it it would. Um, I think it should. Ten years is, is is pretty good for a bourbon. Yeah, especially due to the fact that most companies right now are not um, putting an age statement on their bottles. I think they should do a bigger deal about that. But who knows? I'm not in their company. I'm not in their shoes. They they know better than me. Um, it's a it's a very elegant bottle, I would say. And I really I really do enjoy eagle that eagle rare in the front of it. It's got it's got an eagle etched in the front, like a American bald eagle, America. Yeah. So like like we were saying, it's ten years. Um, it's forty five percent alcohol. Uh, it's not, ninety not proof. Too strong. Not too strong. Um, but a little bit of history about it. it. Actually, does have a lot of history because if you if you guys weren't aware. 
this is definitely uh it's out of the buffalo trace but uh did you know it wasn't always out of buffalo trace i think i think i knew that there was there's a few of because bland's wasn't either at one point they're actually like rivals yeah there's there's a little bit and i, I didn't really uh i didn't really know much about it wow i just tried it that's delicious yep yeah, I haven't tried it yet. I think I'm a, I, I, I think I like it. it better now than I did really before. I smelled like it eight months ago, maybe because I haven't had it in a while. The sweetness is what got me right away. So I'm oh, gonna it's try delicious. It. <sighs> Smells great, man. Oh, man I'm sad really that we good. can't really find it, but you know it's crazy. It's not as sweet as it smells. It's really not. No, it's not sweet at all. But you definitely get the heat in your chest, and that's something that that I really enjoy, and. Uh, you can definitely get. It. I took a small sip, and you can definitely get it. But it's not punchy where you're gonna. It's you know, not. It like, does. You could feel it going down, but it's not punchy, and it's not. It doesn't have a lot of alcohol either. Of a forty-five, you said. Yeah, forty-five percent alcohol, and I mean, this has been out since the seventies, Eagle Rare, and it's you know, it's it's gone through some different changes, definitely uh, different companies, and actually a different um, proof. Originally, really? it was proof that one hundred and one. And it was Jesus. put out to compete with another famous bottle that was 101. Was it also another animal? Yeah. Was it also a bird? Yes. <laughs> and um, was Eagle it? Rare was actually introduced by Four Roses, which at the time. Really? I didn't er, know that. Yeah. So they're, they're uh, introduced by Four Roses, and it was something that put was put out to compete at that uh, that proof, that 101 proof. That's crazy. I, I kind of do. They still make that one one. They actually stopped making that one oh one proof, um, and they switched out, and now they only make the ninety proof. Yeah, I mean, as far as Eagle Rare, I know that they have um, this bottle, and then they have the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, which I think there's a seventeen years. Yeah. So in um, so after that, uh, from nineteen seventy five, that was uh, put out by Four Roses. Um, they owned Eagle Rare uh, until 1989, and then the Sazerac company purchased uh, Eagle Rare brand, and they started bottle- bottling it themselves. 1989. Yeah, so 1989. I feel like that's and, fairly and, recent. Yeah, it's it's not too long ago. It's uh you know 30 years ago or whatever, but they started actually sourcing it because when Sazerac purchased it. Um, they started sourcing it um, from what people think it was the uh, Haven Hill Distillery hmm. because uh, it was young and they didn't have anything. So they started sourcing their whiskey because they didn't have anything ready to release in 1989 by the Sazerac. And they owned it for a couple of years and they let it go fairly quickly. In 1992, um, Buffalo Trace Distillery bought it, which back then was the uh, George T. Stagg Distillery. I know this is a lot of fucking mumble jumble, but it's actually interesting. Um, yeah, once I like the Buffalo Trace Distillery, same, yeah. air, same location, but it's gone through the different names. Yeah, so they bought a lot of things. So like there, there's a lot of things that are congregated into the Buffalo Trace that we know today. So it's pretty cool. And who knows in the future they might buy some, they might pull something crazy and just be like, hey, we're gonna buy McKenna. Yeah. So so uh, Georgie Stag, 1992. That's when they switched it up and. Uh, They were actually from. Let me see here. I lost it. I'm sorry. Damn. Uh, Damn, yeah, I'm blah, blah, blah. Okay. The reason they were sourcing it is because the Sazerac headquarters was, was actually in New Orleans. Too far. 
from Kentucky. Uh, yeah, so they, they didn't have anywhere to actually, you know, make their own bourbon, so they were um they were sourcing it. Um and they actually the labels would say New Orleans on them up until nineteen ninety seven. So they actually said New Orleans? Yeah. Yep. But that's the, I feel like now the labels with New Orleans listed on them were likely bottled around nineteen ninety seven. That was the last of them. Damn. That's like after I was born. Yeah. So that's insane. So the uh, George C. Stagg company. But had that's them. really cool because I, I feel like, I mean, nowadays you, it, you, that, you could probably find them, and they actually switched because back then there 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 was a different bottle, so you can probably find a different bottle if you're still like an old head on back in the day when uh, George, the Stagg company had them pretty much. Damn, that's crazy because, like now no, now not the Stagg the Sazerac company had them. Not nowadays the um. That if if it's not from Kentucky and it's still a bourbon, it's like most some people look at it differently, because some there's still some traditionalists that believe that bourbon should only be made in Kentucky. Well, they they uh, sourced it, so yeah, so it technically was, but the bottle said said it would say New like New Orleans because it was out of the Sazerac Company, which was which out was of in New Orleans. Orleans so yeah. damn, that's and Sazerac's kinda, that's the rye. So yeah, that's pretty interesting. At least for me, it was kind of interesting to read that information. Yeah, I would and love to have one of those bottles. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, Use who it knows if it still exists? <laughs> no, I've seen I've seen a, a Eagle Rare uh, decanter. It's like a limited edition, the holiday thing, and it was actually shaped like an eagle. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I saw it on an eBay auction, and uh, they yeah, got, it so got up to like forty five bucks. So I stopped bidding, but. <laughs> so from 1992 to 1997, um, you might find someone that says New Orleans on it. But however, uh, the Buffalo Trace Company actually started calling themselves Buffalo Trace, and in 2005, they discontinued the 10-year-old 101 proof expression of Eagle Rare. Damn, that's crazy. So would, that's crazy. So 2005, they discontinued it. So you can probably still find a few of those bottles. <laughs> Somebody has them, especially Somebody when you look them. at these pictures on Instagram and people have rooms and rooms filled with bottles that they're probably never going to be able to crack open and enjoy. Yeah, and people gonna... like me and you are like, man, I wish I can crack that bottle open and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Don't get us wrong. Uh, we do store some bourbon, which by us storing is like having one and a backup or maybe two backups. But the reason and the only reason we do that is because it's so fucking hard to come around some of these bottles. Yes. Yeah, like Especially down here. I don't know if it's just the Florida air. thing or it's just everywhere that it's hard to find some of these good bourbons. But I just wish they would make enough to, su- you know, supply yeah. and demand. Which, I mean, it is hard because you're not, your money, you're investing all this money and you're not going to see it till four years later. So it's kind of hard to play catch up after if it does do well. So. Yeah, so in 2005, they discontinued the 10-year-old 101 proof um, along with any other older bottles and labels, and they uh, made it into a 10-year 90-proof single barrel, and that's the same, um, you know, the same mash bill that they're using today, um, and it's the same mash bill that you would find in your other Buffalo Trace um, favorites like Buffalo Trace and the E.H. Taylor small batch is what you're going to find Damn it! You know, I've really, I've really been like digging Manhattans recently, and I feel like this would be really good in a Manhattan. Yeah. Mostly because I don't like things that are super sweet. I know you like your old fashions, like loaded with sugar. It depends, man. It depends on the mood, and it depends on what's being used in it. Um, I I like Manhattans. You don't like them, right? Nah, I don't really like them. I, I don't really like the vermouth in it. I, I'm not a fan of that shit. I don't know. I like it, and yeah. I feel like this, since it's less sweet, would be pretty good in there. 
Nah, probably not. You should uh, probably not put that in a vermouth. Yeah, we have a whole another backup bottle, right? Uh, let's, nope. Let's kill it. Nope. We'll kill this bottle tonight. What do you say? I didn't hear that. I was enjoying my bourbon. Wow, this is really, really good. It I forgot really how good. good it was. Um, it actually won a few awards in 2009 by some company. I forgot. I didn't. I didn't really get into it like that with it. Damn, um, man. This, you know, I I want. I I feel like I have to explain how sweet this smells, but how not sweet it tastes. It's sweet, but it's not. It's a very oaky sweet, so it's not like a a sweet sweet. I I don't know how to explain this. It's it's really good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to explain it. That's a good uh, way to talk about it. Um, Eagle you got to try it for yourself. It's probably one of their better ones, and it um it's very complex. Actually, it's pretty delicious. Um, I would definitely drop. A little bit of water in this, it might open it up some and really enjoy it. Yeah, well, I mean, why not, man? Let's do it. But as far as uh, the beer and the whiskey, uh, which one of these do you think is better? Yeah, I mean, I know all the time we're talking about it. We're always uh, mentioning uh, what we're going to reach for first. When I first tried the Bex, I really actually enjoyed it um, a lot more than you did. But... Then you come to the whiskey, and then you come with the heavy hitter. Oh, man, why don't you pour yourself another one, bud? Thanks. Don't mind if <laughs> I do. What an ass. Um, yeah, bro, I hated the beer. It's not It's not me. You hated the beer? I mean, I didn't hate it, but I wouldn't. If if I came to your house and you had a six-pack of Bex, I'd be like, all right. But if I came to your house and you had a six-pack of Bex and you also had a six-pack of some, Anything some else? amber ale, yeah, or and most anything that's not. So you would have a Bud Light before this? No, not a Bud Light. Well, that's what you made it seem like at the beginning. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you had any, like, amber ale or even some lagers or something. Name some basic-ass shit that you would drink before this. Fat Tire. Okay. Fat Tire, uh, Belgian, I guess, Red Ale, right? Belgian style. Yeah, Belgian. Uh, Blue Moon. Blue Moon. Shock Top. All of those Shock Top. Budweiser. Magic Hat. Yeah, not not maybe not Budweiser. Uh, Yingling, Yingling all day before this. Uh, Coors Light. Maybe not Coors Light. Coors, I like Coors. Yeah, how about uh, Miller Light? I I actually do like Miller Light. I think for me that's my uh, American light beer of choice. PBR. PBR is only for when you're at that shithole bar. So uh, PBR, PBR Bex. I'm talking about Bex, not just fucking PBR. PBR Bex. I think I've had better experiences with PBR, so uh, I'm, I'm kind of biased with I that I thought one. about that, and then I recently had a PBR on the way from uh, work probably like a week or two ago, and I didn't really enjoy it. I actually hated it. Yeah, it's not great. I could have gotten a Miller Lite or a Coors or you know, something. You know, I actually like Rolling Rock. I don't think it's that bad. And I think I would have Rolling Rock before this. Yeah, I mean, it w- I, mean I, I guess you didn't like it. I, it was all right for me. I mean... I, yeah, for me, it's hands down whiskey all day. This Eagle Rare. Oh yeah, no competition whatsoever. I'm, I'm gonna kill. I mean, this it's not tonight. even fair. What? I keep saying that you think it's not gonna happen, but it's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm gonna kick you out of my house here shortly. All right, um, just let me take the bottle. Very, very delicious. I really enjoyed Eagle Rare, and I just uh, got remembered why this is one of my favorite bourbons and why it was one of my favorite bourbons for a very, very long time. And I would actually be interested to try what my current favorite bourbon is up against this. Um, so maybe next, maybe next week we could yeah, uh, this one's try up, the, this one's up there. Maybe next week we can try my favorite bourbon. Do you want to tell me what it nope. is? Or do you want to wait till next week? 
I'll tell you next week if we find it because we don't. I finished it. It's not on the shelf anymore. We got. We gotta go buy it. We'll yeah, find man. it. Go buy it. I'll go buy it right now. Hopefully, it's not something too hard to find. Uh, no, you can actually find it everywhere. So please go buy it and uh, bring it in. Actually, buy me too. Um, it's Christmas season. All right, sweet. Well, I guess we'll see you next week to see what Willie's uh, super secret, readily available number one favorite pick is. Yeah, tentatively because it's gonna be. It's not. It's not cheap. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll be here back next week. We'll be back next week. And my name Thank is Ashley. Thank you for listening. That guy's Willie. Later. He, he's the one that wants you to follow him home. So, see you. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Brews and Bourbon Podcast. Beer and whiskey reviews by average consumers.